Hello Makers, welcome back to the Disrupt It Yourself podcast. I am Andrew, and you are awesome. Let's get into it. Hello everybody, today I wanted to do a special episode and talk to you a little bit about open source, and I wanted to do it with a few stories and anecdotes that I think will shed some light on my experience and why I feel the way I do. So, of course, I'm a maker. I'm obsessed with 3D printing, with Arduino, with Raspberry Pi, with um, all sorts of things that are built on the backs of the open source movement and the open source community. Open source, I'm sure you're familiar with the term. The idea is that someone makes something but allows other people to use it, to build on it, and to basically share it. Um, It's a wonderful thing, and the current 3D printing market, the affordability of good 3D printers, and all sorts of aspects of what makes 3D printing today amazing has a lot to do with open source. And you may be familiar with RepRap, which was an open source project for making 3D printers that were self-replicating to a degree and to approximate self-replication as much as possible. There are many offshoots now of the original RepRap design, dozens I think the last time I looked at their website. But those designs and even their firmwares that were all open source have really percolated down the layers of 3D printing into what we have today. It's really hard to find any 3D printer now that doesn't have some element or owe something to an open source 3D printer somewhere. Which is pretty cool. It really has made a big difference for 3D printing. Arduino, of course, is an interesting model as well. Arduino itself is a company, right? They own their property, they own their product, but at the same time, a lot of Arduino is open source, and anyone who wants to can take Arduino and make their own board. All they have to do is be compatible and retain a few um, necessary elements so that their, their boards work with Arduino. They just can't call them an actual Arduino. That's, I think, where we are right now. Um, Since it is open source, you're allowed to build on their ideas. You just can't call it an official Arduino. It's an Arduino compatible, etc. Adafruit does an awesome job with those. Some of my favorite quote-unquote Arduino boards are actually Arduino compatibles from Adafruit. That's a really good model. It works really well. And Arduino still gets to run their business in a way that allows them to grow and be creative which I think is pretty important. And excuse me, I do have a bit of a cold, so I sound a little congested. Sorry about that. Now, I worked at a company that was, uh, that made 3D printers. They're called RigidBot. Learned a lot there. It was one of the best experiences of my life. Um, I won't get into any of the negatives of the experience because it was largely positive. But that company did owe a lot to open source. And as I was working there, I thought a lot about what open source is and I did a lot of the tech support and did some, even some repairs, some R&D. It's hard to pin down exactly what my job was there. But a lot of people come to me and they would say, why won't you just give me, you know, your Gerber files? Or why won't you just give me a circuit diagram? Or why won't you just give me the STL for this part? 
And there were times that I could say yes and times that we had to say no. And people would come back and say, well, this is silly because like this should all just be open source. You should be able, you should just share this. So I think we've gotten spoiled. Of course, I love open source, but as much as I love it, I don't think that everything can be open source. Not everything can be open source, even though sometimes it seems like it would be nice if it could be. You see, the problem is something that is fundamentally a business, you have to be very careful about what elements you're willing to openly share with the community. Look at Arduino and everything that they've recently been through but at the same time, I think they've done a good job and they're in a good spot now where, like I said, they're able to run their business, be creative and innovate, and that's great, but it could have easily played out a different way. And you also have examples like Elon Musk. If you go to their website, you can read about how they share a lot of their designs and a lot of their uh, technology, but that's for a very specific reason. And I think Elon makes it very clear in a statement on their website that they want the industry to grow and they don't expect to obviously go out of business because they're sharing these ideas. And at the end of the day, Tesla is still going to be Tesla. They're not open sourcing their marketing or basically what I mean by that is they're not giving permission for other people to make Tesla cars, you know, or to copy the actual design of their, their vehicle in an aesthetic sense, they still need to be able to run their business. It's really great that they're sharing the technology side of it so that the industry can, you know, catch up and they can set an example. But he knows uh, the big players in the automotive industry, they're pretty far behind the ball. and they're not super likely to invest a ton of their money in copying Tesla's tech, even though he, in a way, kind of wants them to. So why do I bring this up? Well, you can see similar things with open source projects. Sometimes you'll see a really neat project that someone is working on and they're sharing some progress. You may see it on Thingiverse or on social media, on YouTube, etc. And the open source mob often will attack them and say, hey, like, are you going to make a guide? Hey, where can I find like the bill of materials and uh, circuit diagrams? Like, I want to make one of these. And if the person says, hey, I'm sorry, I'm actually planning on making a business out of this, or if they even simply say that or point you to a website where certain elements have to be purchased or even the STLs and their, uh, you know, their 3D models are paid download people get into a frenzy that you're not willing to share. But this person, you know, they have put a lot of work into this project. And we have to be able to respect someone's intentions and their goals and aspirations with a project. It may be that it won't work out, um, but that's up to them to make that decision. You can't force people to share their work with you because that's just not fair. So when you go on Thingiverse and you'll see sometimes there are files, people don't pay a ton of attention to the fact that some of these files are uploaded with a very specific license in mind. You may not have permission to do what you think you can do 
with that file just because it's on Thingiverse. I think a lot of us treat everything we download from these websites like they're just free files, but we need to be more respectful. I've even made the mistake on a few occasions, I try not to do this ever, but of sharing a file or a picture of something I printed, I should say, on social media and not going the extra mile to make sure that I give credit to the person who designed it. That's such a small thing, but at the end of the day, I don't know if that person, you know, has something in mind for that model and they want to get credit for it. I need to be respectful of that. There's some cool stuff that I've printed that I paid for and I want those people to, you know, make money on it if that was what their intention was in making it. And we can't demand from manufacturers of different products that we use that they be willing to share things that they don't want to share. In the open source community and the open source movement, it'll grow. And there's times like in the case of Tesla that open source will make a really big difference and it'll help because the right person does it at the right time. But we just can't force that.